Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode 94 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great show today, but where have we been? (laughs) Uh, It's been a while, hasn't it? It seems like it has. The last time we were in studio was Mother's Day. That's May, okay? So it is now September. And that's a legit question. Where the heck have we been? Did I just, have I slept that long? <laughs> yeah, we way overslept. Kept yeah. hitting that snooze button. No, actually, uh, I have gone back to school. Yes, she has. And that's why we haven't been able to do the show, because every morning I have to pack her a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich lunch. <laughs> and so that's taken all my time. But. Yeah, well, that's not really happening. But uh, I am taking a master's degree program that is a 12-month program, and it is some kind of intense, let me just tell you. Uh, I love it. I love every second of it. Uh, The degree is through the Townsend Institute at Concordia University, Irvine, so it's online, thank goodness, Um, but it's in organizational leadership. So, you know, the fact that we do own multiple businesses, organizational leadership is sort of the HR side of a business. So I could go get an MBA, which is more like the accounting and the nuts and bolts of business. But I've always been kind of the HR person in our businesses. My bachelor's degree is in psychology and counseling. And so this is kind of just a natural progression. And, and I love every second, but it has just gobbled up my life. And uh, we were trying to continue with the show while I was doing the, the first leg of my master's degree, and it was just craziness. So um, I am halfway through now, and I haven't died. <laughs> so when you get through this, are we going to come back to our reg- regular schedule? Well, what's happening is uh, we're going to be in the studio on uh, once a month doing a two-hour show like we're doing this morning. So until, say, April of, because uh, my degree's done in March of 2018, so until April of 2018, we're going to have one two-hour show like this a month. And then in between, we'll be doing those uh, video interviews that I've been interspersing. And uh, you've hopefully been following along on those on our website, gunfreedomradio.com, or our YouTube channel for Gun Freedom Radio. And those are really great, too. Um, but they're, they're, they just don't have the, you know, the sound quality and, and all that kind of thing that we really miss about being in the studio with, uh, of course, Blade the Newsman. I am the Newsman! See, he's very excited. But doing the videos, <laughs> Just we do, pounding and everything. We do have beautiful uh, views of Cheryl in the videos, so. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but, so that's where we have been, and that's one of the reasons why our theme today is, what's going on? So, but uh, as far as the rest of 
why our theme is what's going on. Uh, as I was prepping for today's show and I was thinking over, you know, these last few months, all the possible topics that we could be discussing today, this song that you're hearing kind of... Turn playing. it up, Blade. <laughs> you trying better. to drown me out? Is yes. that what's going on here? Um, right on. The Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On? It just kept tracking in the back of my mind. And, you know, as you listen to the lyrics, some of the lyrics say, Don't punish me with brutality. Only love can conquer hate. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> Marvin Gaye wrote this 46 years ago, right? But these lyrics are as true today as they were back in 1971. Although one might argue that the source of much of the brutality that Marvin wrote about has shifted now to be citizens brutalizing fellow citizens over these cult-like political ideologies. Now, we've been granted a reprieve on the nightly news from hearing quite so much hatred and clashing over ideas because of Harvey. Hurricane Harvey, to be exact, one of the most devastating storms to ever hit landfall in the United States, and it rebounded, what, like three times, refueling in the ocean and then dumping masses of water, up to 50 inches, I'm told, in Texas and Louisiana, leaving 100,000 people displaced and 60 dead including one veteran police officer who drowned in his car when his car was overtaken with floodwaters. What should shake us to our core is that it took that level of destruction to get our attention away from the few people in this country who want to divide us and focus instead on the millions of people who love and willingly serve their neighbor in their time of need. What might our lives be like if we stopped magnifying the counterfeits among us, the false people with manufactured divisive hysteria? What could we do to serve our communities and our neighbors or feed our minds with art and literature if we simply stopped tuning in to the nightly shouting matches that pose as news on all of the networks? If we were to get out and interact with our neighbors and stop letting a few angry political pundits tell us how bad our neighbors are, we might just learn how much good there is in the world without needing a catastrophic hurricane to remind us. Dan? Wow. Uh, what is going on? What is going on, that, indeed. That is super hard, but because it's not like it used to be in 1971. So how, how so? What do you mean by that? Well, I think the song was about the brutality that they thought that the police and the government was giving the people, mm -hmm. and it's turned now. I think there's more of the people giving citizens, mm -hmm. uh, fellow citizens, and the police department. They're being brutal. Mm -hmm. and there so, are always bad apples, oh, yes. bad eggs, right? right? So we're not excusing any bad behavior, no matter you know whether you're wearing a uniform and a badge or whether you're, you know, covering yourself with your Antifa. <laughs> Uh, you know, black face mask and, and all of that. And, you know, you're the crazy uh, Nazi people out there. 
we're calling bad behavior for bad behavior. We don't right. care what label you want to put on yourself. What, what are they getting out of it? I mean, it's not, it's not fixing anything. I think that's the point. It's just disruption. Disruption, yeah. Because nobody can get anything done when all that's going on. So true. But look so. what they're doing to the local businesses, their fellow Americans. Look what you're doing to them mm -hmm. when you do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they did that in front of our store, that would dis disrupt our life for a long time. And for what? Mm -hmm. what, are, what do they accomplish from it? I think they're accomplishing what they want to, and that is getting an awful lot of airtime on the networks. Right. Um, and I think that's making them look so much bigger than what they really are and causing people to think that it's their, those ideas and ideals are so much farther reaching than they really are. If you interviewed those people, I don't even think they know why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, a lot of them, from what I understand. For $10 an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's for probably. a paycheck. Yeah. It's for a paycheck. So, well, we need to introduce our guests. Holy cow, Dan, who do we have coming on? We have a great lineup. We have Chris Wagner. So Chris is a U.S. Army veteran and 35-plus year veteran law enforcement officer uh, who writes for Fox News, OpsLens.com, and LifeZet. He's going to be bringing us up to speed on What's going on? What's been happening since we were on last? We're also going to have Liz Lazarus. Now, Liz is an author. Liz wrote the book Free of Malice. It's a psychological legal thriller loosely based on her personal experience of facing a life-threatening situation. She's definitely somebody you want to stay tuned for. Also, we have Paul and Susan Lathrop. Yeah, actually, I, I think we've got Paul. I, I think Susan's got a, a family emergency today, but Paul is, they're actually both co-hosts of the Polite Society podcast, and they have created something new. It's called AMCON. It's the Alternative Mass Media Conference, and that's going to be part of the Gun Rights Policy Conference coming up later this month in Dallas. So that's going to be uh, exciting because they're going to teach people like us, you know, small radio shows, podcast, uh, podcasters, bloggers, how to improve their craft. Right. In our second hour, we have Marcus Allen Weldon. Now, Marcus has been on before. Of course, he's a good friend of ours, and he's the author of The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent. He's got the second edition of his book coming out. And He's also going to be a speaker at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. So he's going to bring us up to speed on what's going on with him. And I'm excited about having Arizona State Representative Diego Espinoza. Yes, uh, Diego Espinoza is the representative for Legislative District 19 here in Arizona, uh, the House of Representatives. And he and we are partnering on an Eddie Eagle gun safety class and what makes that especially awesome is that we sit on opposite sides of the political aisle. We tend to be, you know, conservative leaning. Diego is a registered Democrat, and yet we are coming together to help protect children. You know, when we're sitting there talking to him, either at lunch or whatever, we've talked to him several times, you never see that divideness. No, absolutely. I think so much of that is so false and so manufactured in the news. And then we're going to have Amanda Suffolk. Absolutely. Amanda. Now, she wears so many hats. Holy cow. Uh, but the thing we want to talk to Amanda about today is that she is the creator of the NRA Carry Guard Conceal Carry Fashion Show. 
So that just happened at the NRA Carry Guard uh, event that was held uh, in Milwaukee, I believe it was. And so Amanda's going to come and talk to us about how all that went. And for right now, we've got to run to break. So please stick around. You don't want to miss a minute of our show today themed What's Going On? Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Carol, every time I hear this song, I can tell you all the places I've been when I heard that song. Oh, yeah? That was, uh, that was the song back then. It's so true. And you actually, way back in the day, used to have a record shop. Yeah, that's, that's, called, is that still on the record? Called yeah, yeah. Lucky Toads. Yep, we did. And uh, Marvin Gable was one of the favorites. <laughs> Good times. So, um, you know, that's one of those things is that, oops, sorry. People don't know all the different businesses we've had and that you've had even before we met. And we should talk about that one of these days coming up. But, but you're so right about, you know, all the memories tied in with any song. Right. And I think that particular one is meaningful for, I mean, if, if, you, if you heard it back in the day, you've got memories tied to it. Oh, going through Oak Creek Canyon, listening to that, it was awesome. Very cool. Well, we are trying to get on the line right now our first guest, Chris Wagner. Now, Chris is in Florida, and he is right smack in uh, the path of Hurricane Irma. 
So I'm actually <laughs> a little nervous that he's taking time to talk with us on the radio when, uh, you know, I was I texted him earlier. I said, maybe you should be like evacuating instead of talking to us on the radio. But he says uh, he's in the middle of the state. He's feeling pretty, pretty safe. And uh, he's excellent at being prepared for these kinds of things. He is a veteran of many things, including having ridden out these storms. So I think he is on the line now. So Chris Wagner is a U.S. Army veteran and 35-plus-year veteran law enforcement officer who's in charge of training at a large police academy in North Florida. He writes on subjects including firearms rights, constitutional issues, and law enforcement topics, which have been published by Fox News, OpsLens.com, LifeZet.com, and many more. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, sorry about that. Yep, I'm here finally. Yeah, no problem. We're going to just blame Hurricane Irma for any weirdness that happens on this call today. So, <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely watching that down here. My goodness. Well, batten down the hatches and let's dive into what's going on. What things have you been writing about uh, since we last spoke? Uh, Dan and I haven't been on the air since May, so we got lots of catching up to do. And I think you well, go ahead. Yeah, a lot actually has been happening, and some of the really exciting things um, I would have to say at the top of the list would be national, uh, the National Reciprocity Act, H.R. 38, has gained over 208 co-signers so far uh, at nice. the federal level, and that's, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's really gaining steam. It's looking like uh, they've got even three Democrats to sign on to the as a co-sponsor of the bill, which is unheard of. That's fantastic. So I think we may actually be looking. Yeah, we may actually be looking at it. But the problem we're running into is at the at the social media level and the media level itself. Uh, there's so much disinformation being put out about this bill and what it really actually does, and and that's the thing that I think is is a disservice to the public, it's a disservice to gun owners and concealed carry people nationwide that there's just so much misinformation being put out about it. Can you kind of clarify a little bit, like what what are some of those things that people are confused about or are being, being confused about purposely? Yeah, um, well, we know our, our, our favorite Every Town for Gun Safety group um, is out there, of course, funded by Mr. Bloomberg, who's spending millions of dollars to try and fight this. And they literally came out on the day that the bill was uh, filed and before the ink had dried by the co-signers, they had started saying things like this bill would allow convicted felons and domestic abusers and criminals to get guns in states. <laughs> Uh, they said that it would overrule states' laws and that if you come from a state where they don't even require a permit, you could carry any way you want in a state that does, and, and just a lot of things. And none of that is true. None mm -hmm. of those things are true. Mm -hmm. The entire bill is only three paragraphs long. And if, you, if they had taken the time to simply read it, um, they would see that the bill basically holds all states' rights and all states' laws still in effect. If you're in Texas where they have open carry now and you have campus carry and you come to Florida just because you're from Texas doesn't mean you can campus carry in Florida or open carry, uh, even though we're a restricted state. The state's laws, you still have to follow the state that you're in. You have to have a concealed carry license from the state that you reside in, and then you are allowed to carry in any other state that has a concealed carry program. 
it's really simple. It's not complicated. It's not usurping states' rights. Uh, it's just something that makes sense, and, and I don't understand the backlash about it. It just would keep a lot of innocent people from being arrested for very minor things, like uh, traveling to New York with a concealed carry permit and carrying. Uh, people from out of state have been arrested for that, and it's not right. They shouldn't be. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, and, you know, it, it's mind-boggling to come from a state like Arizona, where we have some of the, the most constitutional of firearms laws, and then go into a place like Washington, D.C., right, or New York, or one of those places where you're basically in this, you know, I, I just kind of picture that, please, please, sir, you know, like that, that posture of, oh, please let me protect myself in the way that makes sense to me. And it, it just blows my mind because Arizona is a, a real-time experiment, you know, playing itself out day in and day out of how there isn't blood in the streets when everybody's carrying a firearm and everybody can constitutional carry, which is concealed carry, without even having a carry license. Yeah, you know, people don't realize, I think, that the people in these areas like New York, Washington, D.C., and these other areas that have been living this way for so long and have allowed their rights to be trampled on so much, they don't realize that just even in the, in the Northeast and their neighbors, I, I use Vermont as the example. Vermont has never had any kind of firearms licensing laws or restrictions. They have been a constitutional state since they became a colony. And you never hear of Vermont being in the news for gun crime. Right. And it, there's, there's no mass murders. There's, there's no, like you said, blood in the streets. There's no shootings going on that are newsworthy. But yet Vermont has, for the last several hundred years of our you know, country's history, have been a constitu constitutional carry state. It, it's something that is the way it was. Then we lost our rights, and now we're trying to get them back to where they were. Arizona and the 13 other states that have constitutional carry are, are prime examples. There is no reason that anyone can give that makes any sense or has any logic or factual basis behind it that shows that any kind of a constitutional carry state has any issues with guns because of it. There, there's nothing to base that fact on. Everything from these anti-rights and anti-gun groups is based on fear and innuendo. They can't give you any facts. Chris, welcome to the show. This is Dan. I, I have hey, a Dan. question for I, um the Bloomberg deal, um, is he going after the, uh, the Congress or is he going after the general public, aware, uh, making them aware of what's going on? He's doing both. Um, he's got so much money, I think that he thinks that he can basically make his will the, the will of the people. He's funding every town for gun safety and several other anti-rights groups and anti-firearms groups. Uh, Moms Demand Action is being funded by him and some of these others. They, it's amazing how they show up and they demonstrate at different places with these pre-made, prepaid T-shirts, these pre-made signs, all of these things, and they're not paying for them. Where does the funding come from? Well, it comes from Bloomberg. It's obvious. Right. And, and people don't realize that, that they're being used by this guy to basically erode our rights, and it's something that people need to wake up to. Well, you know... Meeting congressmen, I've I've met several now, and you know there's a lot of good people out there. But I've learned something that I didn't realize before w meeting them. They don't always know what they're doing. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't mean that. In a, I don't mean that in a mean way. I, I know, it, but not. you're exactly I, right. It's it's a thing. Is they there's congressmen out there that don't care about the gun bills. I mean, it's not a top priority for them. They don't quite understand it, so they use their aides and the public comments and all this other stuff to make decisions, and that's the scary part. Yeah, I, you know, I you're so right. I learned that in Florida when uh, we were trying to get the open carry bills passed and some of these additional gun rights bills passed here in Florida. I went up to Tallahassee and testified before our Florida legislators and in favor of these bills. And I was amazed at the misinformation coming from the legislators themselves yes. in committee hearings. Yes. We would have a committee hearing and the public would come up and testify. And of course you had the antis and the, and the pros there, but the antis would blatantly lie or give out these supposed facts yes. and they, they would believe it without any kind of research or, hey, I'll look into that or, okay, thank you for the point. And then we would get up and we would literally lay out list after list of facts and studies and numbers and it was like they they were they just it, it just bothers me that they listen to people without checking things if they bother to check the facts they bother to research a little bit they would see their the, the research and the numbers and the history like Arizona and Vermont and all these other states Texas there's nothing negative that can be said about it well, some people, I do believe, you know, it's just a matter of they've got to be jacks of many trades and masters of a few, and so they do skim across the surface of some issues. And other people, I truly believe that it is in their heart and their mind to misunderstand and misconstrue and, um, you know, uh, just spread the wrong information willingly. But we are already out of time, unfortunately. So we do need to wrap up. I do want to wish you, uh, you know, safety and, and prayers coming your way for you and everyone in the state of Florida and all those little islands peppered out in the ocean that are going to get hammered by Hurricane Irma. But I want you to tell people before you go, how can we follow your work? You are, you are writing like 100 things a day, I think. So it's hard to keep up with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm having a great time because it's such a fertile ground for information now. Um, I write for OpsLens.com, which you can always go to and search by name, or you can find me uh, on my own page. Just look up Downrange with Chris Wagner, and it'll pop up in Google, or go to ChrisWagner.us, and that'll take you to it, too. So three easy ways to, to find my work. Very good, and you are very active on Twitter. You make me jealous with uh, the activity you put on Twitter because I can never keep up. So yes, Chris, thank uh, you those, for those, thank you for the good work. Hey, no problem. That Twitter just drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> so true. Twitter wars are interesting. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris Wagner of OpsLens.com of Downrange with Chris and LifeSet.com. We will be talking to you soon and checking in on how you're doing with that storm thank you thank you bye-bye all right coming up next we have author liz lazarus she wrote free of malice a psychological legal thriller stick around don collier here letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at pot of gold auction they're the genuine article Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. 
Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thank you for sticking around with Gun Freedom Radio. We're talking today about what's going on. Right on. Right on. Absolutely. Out of sight. Marvin Gaye, 1971. What's going on? Well, we have an exciting author to introduce you to next. We're going to be talking with Liz Lazarus. Now, Liz is the author of Free of Malice, a psychological legal thriller loosely based on her personal experience and a series of what-if questions that trace the after effects of a foiled attack, a woman healing and grappling with the legal system to acknowledge her right to self-defense. Welcome to the show, Miss Liz. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And boy, are you a trooper. I think I contacted you at like 10 o'clock last night and said, hey, I've got a spot open. Can you do it? And you dove right in. So I, I really give you a lot of credit for that. You know, they say us authors are night owls. So <laughs> I was so late. <laughs> it worked in our, in our favor here. So I want to dive right in to your book. Uh, it is fiction, right? Mm-hmm. But it's right. based on a real event that happened to you in college. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. It was on my senior year. I was at Georgia Tech. I was living in a house in Home Park, which was just an area north of campus, living with two other girls. And it was a spring night like any other. And uh, I went to sleep. But before I went to bed, I had, had a weird feeling. And I actually changed clothes in the bathroom and even latched this little bar latch on my door because I just my sixth sense had, had kind of triggered for some reason that night. Um, but I went to sleep and four in the morning, I wake up to my bedroom door being kicked open. I uh, see this man silhouette in my doorway um, and he charged at me and I immediately started fighting back. So um, I was super lucky 
uh, I think just my screaming and fighting, he eventually gave up and left. Um, but for me, um, yeah, no, it was quite experienced. I was a naive college girl, never expected anything like that. Um, afterward, because I wasn't raped, there was a little bit of a, well, you were lucky, get over it, you weren't raped. And, yeah. and I felt that too. So, yeah. and, you know, I didn't blame anybody. It was kind of back in the day, nobody knew what PTSD was. Mm. So I started to journal to get it out of my system. <clears throat> but, but what made me turn it into a book was not long after I'd said to my brother-in-law, who was a volunteer deputy, if I'd owned a gun, I would have shot that guy when he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And he said, lucky you didn't, because you described it, you would have shot him in the back while he was retreating, mm-hmm. um, leaving your property. That wouldn't have been self-defense. So for me, it really got piqued my curiosity about, okay, where's that line between vigilantism and self-defense? And that was what became the beginnings of the book. Wow. And that is so important for people to know is that even though you were just brutalized, you know, and I hate that people were like, well, you know, you weren't that brutalized. I mean, holy cow, you're sleeping in your bed, causing no harm to anyone. Someone kicks open your door, which, you know, we talk about <coughs> campus carry and guns on college campuses. That is a, a big topic right now. And, and we're making some inroads across the country. But mm-hmm. so often when people talk about that, they're, they have this idea of college kids, right? So you're talking about, you know, they're thinking teen age kids and they're thinking oh they're out at parties and they're out carousing and you're telling us that while you were in college you were sleeping in your own home at 4 a.m and were attacked unprovoked and that happens you are proof that that happens so getting back to your story getting back to your book the, uh, the protagonist in your book is named Laura Holland. So she buys a gun and learns to shoot. So did how much of that bleeds over into real life? Have you, you know, now protected yourself with a firearm? Absolutely. Yeah, I went from naive girl to let's get an alarm, let's get a gun, let's learn how to protect myself. And so not long after the attack, I went with a guy who was dating to the gun range and I kind of did it the wrong way. I let him choose a gun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we tried only two. We've all done uh, that. I, mm-hmm. I practiced. Well, I know that my next one I did the right way. But that one, I think I tried two guns. He picked the one. I shot with him a little while. After we stopped dating, I really stopped practicing. And so for years, I kept this gun in my nightstand unloaded. Um, thought I was good to go. Mm. But a blessing of the book was when my character, Laura, decides that she wants a gun for self-defense because she's attacked similar to me. That part of the book is not fiction. I write about what happened. Um, I called a friend of mine and we went to the range and I said, well, just teach me like you would teach a novice so I can write about it. Mm-hmm. And and I got a real eye opener. Um, first off, like he asked me questions, would I shoot to wound or shoot to kill? Mm-hmm. And I wrongly said, well, I would shoot to wound. That would be more humane. So I, I learned, you know, I likely missed, plus it would hurt my self-defense argument. Mm-hmm. But then also when we went to the range with my trusty little Ruger I had gotten years ago, I was so out of practice, I forgot to rack the gun. Oh gosh! So it was an eye-opener for me that though I owned a gun, I really was not being responsible. And it got me into regular shooting, getting an instructor. I have a few instructors now. And, and just becoming not only proficient in the laws of self-defense, but proficient with my own gun. I now have more than one, have them loaded, I'm trained on how to use them, and just 
it was a real evolution for me and a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. And what a journey. So coming back to Laura, the character in your book, Laura Holland, uh, she starts writing a hypothetical legal case about shooting a fleeing felon, a, fl- a fleeing assailant. So talk us through how that progressed in your book, because I'm, I'm picturing that you're sort of playing through, as I said in the opener, the what if. What if I'd have had a gun that night? What if he was fleeing? And what if I'd have shot? Where does this story go for me in my own life, right? Well, exactly. It was, it was research, but uh, fiction, but research for me. So after my brother-in-law said that it may not have been self-defense, I started to work with a couple of criminal defense lawyers and said, well, let's play out the case, the hypothetical legal case of what would have happened. And that's what Laura does. So I thought, you know, if I'd shot the guy, call the police, confess everything I did, I'd be the hero right. in the story. Just like the <laughs> movies. What I learned, exactly. What I, what I learned from all three lawyers that I consulted with was that, you know, no, you would have been taken in for questioning, probably denied bond because you would have killed somebody, waited a couple years for a trial, and then very, your outcome would be very dependent on how good was your lawyer, how sympathetic was the jury. And it's set in Georgia, based on Georgia law, even if the jury was being what they thought would be sympathetic and giving me manslaughter instead of murder, that's up to 20 years in, in prison. So wow. I was, it was quite an education. So yeah, Laura goes through this whole process of learning about hypothetical legal case, but she also, the, the fun part of the fiction is she works with a young black lawyer to help develop the case. And he knows things about her in that night that he shouldn't. So she can't decide is she being hypervigilant or could this actually be the guy? And the story kind of plays on from there. Gives you goosebumps just to even hear you say <laughs> that. Holy cow. So you are doing two exciting things right now. You are on a national book tour, and I think it's okay for me to say that I heard you're writing a second book. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to juggle two things, promote the last one and and work on the (laughs) next one. But uh, for the book tour, I'll I'll be probably in 18 states when it's all said and done, talking to over a thousand women. And I explain why I wrote the book, you know, from the journal to the question my father or my brother-in-law asked me to the surprise ending that was inspired by a question that my mother asked me. Mm. So I talk about why I wrote Free of Malice. And I truly wasn't planning to write another book. I, you know, I'm an engineer, businesswoman by training. I didn't think about being an author. But what changed my mind was I think we're up to almost 120 reviews on Amazon. And so many of them said, can't wait for Liz's next book. Mm. And that was probably the biggest shock of all. I didn't, I didn't know people wanted to know. like, one. wait a minute, that wasn't in the plan. <laughs> that was so not in the plan. But, but as I start to think about it, I, I have now written my second one. It has a strong female protagonist. It has a criminal defense case. It's all new characters. Uh, this character gets her carry permit, which I went through the process of doing the application, the fingerprints, choosing, selecting my gun, getting the holsters, getting the training. So as I've done all the things that my new character, Jackie, is doing I write about it in the book that's awesome so oh, do you want to reveal the name of the new book yes uh, plea for justice is the name kind of goes with free of malice and we're looking to launch it early next year assuming I can get through all the editing and the beta reading and all the stuff that it takes to, to bring this thing to life that's exciting well we will definitely have to have you back on once that launches and 
we can dive into uh, the how that one unfolds and you, the journey that you took to write it. And until then, how can people follow what you're doing, find out about where you're going to show up on the book tour, and of course, buy Free of Malice? Well, sure. So I would love people, you can friend me on Facebook, Liz Lazarus, or you can like my page, author Liz Lazarus. I'm now learning the difference between a person and a page, which I never knew before. (laughs) Yes. Um, I have a website, LizLazarus.com, and you can find all the links to my social and also the link to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And the Well-Armed Women also just picked it up. So there's quite a few places. I think it's also on Hiding Hilda. So there's also quite a few places where you can buy Free of Malice. Um, and the book tour is also on my website and on my Facebook page. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for not only sharing that journey that you went through, in in the form of your book free of malice because i know that we so many of us have had those what if moments and then we don't really have a way to sort of mentally play them through and i think your book is an excellent way for us to walk through those those questions and those processes but for also taking time with us on the radio today and and helping us to understand you and your story and your book a little bit more so uh, I hope you'll come back on another time and talk to us about the next book, Plea for Justice. You bet, anytime. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Liz Lazarus, the author of Free of Malice. Thank you so much, Liz. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, coming up next, we have our friend Paul Lathrop. Paul is one of the hosts of the Polite Society podcast, and he has also created something new called AMCON. It is the Alternative Mass Media Conference. Stick around and find out more about that right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is in Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. 
Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back, and thank you for being with us today on Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And if you've missed any part of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click on the On Demand tab and Every one of our other, what is this, number 94, all of our other 93 episodes are right there waiting for you to binge listen. There are some that are videos you can binge watch as well. And every one of our guests has their own uh, guest page. So you can even put a face with a voice. So if there's somebody that uh, we've had on that you're thinking, boy, I'd like to know more about that person Click on the guest tab, search by their name, and if they've written a book, there's a link to how to buy that. If they have written articles, there's links for that. If there's news stories about them, there's links for that. So spend some time on there. It's uh, it's a pretty good site, pretty fun site, even if I do say so my own self. So we are excited to introduce you to our next guest who is back on again with us and a good friend of ours, Paul Lathrop. He's the owner and co-executive producer of the Polite Society podcast on the Self-Defense Radio Network. Paul is also the creator of AMCON. What is AMCON? It is the Alternative Mass Media Conference. So welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you, Cheryl. Glad to be back. Oh, absolutely. And you're on the road, so you've even had to find a spot where you've got some some internet connection and power up the Skype. And I, I appreciate, you know, you took a lot of extra effort to get on with us today. Uh, it's quite all right. Uh, I, uh, I'm talking to you from now about halfway between Atlanta and the Florida-Georgia line, just uh, outside of Macon, just south of Macon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, just scheduling my off time. Well, I hope you're not traveling toward Florida because they're, they're about in for some big weather. Unfortunately, I am. Oh, I have really. to be there Thursday, but I hope to be out of there before Irma makes a mess of things. Boy, I sure hope so. Well, travel safe. Well, I want to get to this AMCON. What is this conference? When is it? Who can come? Just dive in and tell us everything about it. Well, AMCON is really a creation of uh, Gail Pepin uh, from the Masada U group. She got together with my wife, Susan, and I, and we she suggested it and uh, said she didn't have time to do it on her own. And you know me, I can't say no to anything when it comes <laughs> to helping out. So. True. Susan and I jumped in, I guess, with both feet, and Gail's been helping a lot. But we created AMCON, and we were we got to thinking where do set what it, what it is basically is a it's a media workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it uh, if somebody's in Second Amendment media, we want to make it easier for them to get information 
and get every uh, you know to, to make their stuff better to make it more, you know more profitable, uh, reach better people, you know, reach more people. Uh, and we thought, you know, where do Second Amendment people in media congregate? Well, there's two places: the NRA show. And more importantly is the Second Amendment Foundation puts on the end of every September, puts on gun rights policy conference. And I know more people in Second Amendment media that go there than go to either SHOT Show or go to the NRA show. So we thought we'd get in touch with the people at the SAF. They've been gracious enough to help us a lot. And uh, it's going to be happening uh, coming up the end of the month. Well, I think that is the perfect location for it because the GRPC is... I mean, it's a huge gathering, and it is a who's who of Second Amendment advocates. But it's such a it's it's a it's relaxed, right? It's um it's yes. kind of an intimate sort of a setting, which seems odd to say that it's huge and they have hundreds and hundreds of attendees. But the pace of it allows for people to really connect and really form relationships and really. Um, network in an effective way and so to bring AMCON there I think was just brilliance and so uh, give us the date of AMCON and the location it's going to be at the same I, I forget the name of the hotel uh, but it's the same hotel where they're holding the Second Amendment uh, Foundation is holding gun rights policy conference I believe it's the Weston in Dallas I think I'm looking it up uh, as you say <laughs> okay <laughs> And uh, it's going to be the 29th. It's the day before. It's the Friday of the start of GRPC. Friday night at 7 p.m., GRPC kicks off with a social. And we are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on that same day. So that is uh, Friday, September 20. Ninth, it is yes. at the Weston Dallas Fort Worth Airport Hotel, yes. and you're saying that all the fun begins for the AmCon at uh, eight o'clock that morning on that Friday, right? It is. Yes, that's when we kick off. Uh, we run eight to five, and uh, there is no cost if you're in Second Amendment media of any variety. There's no cost to attend, and the SAF is buying your lunch. Holy cow, how do you beat that? Hey, Paul, welcome. I, I have a question for you. So, Yes, sir. If somebody that wants to get into media that's never done it before, are you going to be there to help them too? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are limited to 75 registrants because of the size of the room we have. We are not in the same room that the big GRPC is the next uh -huh. two days. But if you want to get into Second Amendment media, if you just want to come out and find out what it's all about, what it takes for you to get into, into, into blogging or podcasting or YouTube creation, what it takes to become successful in any of those areas, yes, feel free to come. We do have to limit to 75 registrants, but we're not there yet. So how do people register? It's real simple. It's amcon, A-M-M-C-O-N dot org. Can't get and any simpler than that. Yeah, it's, there's a registration page there. Uh, we do it through Eventbrite. There's no cost, but you do have to register. The reason we ask you to, re to register is just so we make sure we have enough lunch for everybody. Mm -hmm. Can you, in our next couple of minutes uh, before we have to run, can you give us a, kind of a sneak peek as to maybe what topics or what speakers you have lined up? 
Sure. I've got uh, just for speakers, I've got Mark Walters of Armed American Radio. He's going to be talking about interview techniques. Lee Williams, the gun writer, is going to be talking about investigative journalism. Uh, Don Irvine is coming in to talk about uh, fact checking. Amanda Suffolk is going to be hosting uh, two different. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Panels. Uh, panels. Yes. Uh, the panels are going to be about increasing your reach and increasing your pro- your profitability, which are both both very important to Second Amendment people. Most of us don't make a ton of money. Matter of fact, most of us spend money to <laughs> get our media out there. Um, I'm raising my hand. It, Guilty. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Dave Workman is going to be speaking. Dave is legendary in the Second Amendment media community. Uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about, tech is going to be heavily covered because a lot of people want to know how do I get the technology to work for me instead of having to work the technology. Uh, journalism and, and all, everything surrounding it is going to be heavily covered. And then, of course, you know, like I mentioned before, the reach, increasing your reach of who you get to and increasing the profitability of what you're doing. So you're not, for some people, it's just making sure that you're not going out of pocket. I am so excited about this. This is going to be gold for anybody that is, uh, and I'm I'm a little jealous uh, or, or, you know, sad for people, I guess is what I want to say, who aren't Second Amendment podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers, because you are really opening this up to that specific community primarily, right? Yeah, that's what it's geared for. I mean, anybody can attend. We, We have to limit to 75 attendees but i looking at numbers recently i would be amazed if we don't have to shut off uh the uh, the registrations here in about the next two weeks uh i get so, in yeah, early I, get it done amcon.org get your registration in it's free why not do it you're gonna have you know just a treasure trove of information so I would really encourage people, like you said, Paul, to get in there and, and get that registration taken care of. And you're, uh, I, and speakers, I forgot to mention, you're going to be hosting a panel as well. Well, you were very generous to open that up to me. And what I'm kind of working on is to talk to people who have been in the media a lot this last year and ask them, you know, what's kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of what we do, not to name names, but just to let us know how can we do what we do better from the interviewee's point of view. You know, do we give you enough information up front? Uh, do you feel like you've got the, the links you need afterwards to help spread uh, the, the segment that you were on? You know, any of those kinds of things, those little nuggets of knowledge they might have for us. So I'm trying to uh, organize my panel that way. And um, I'm just I'm just going to be there with a big, thick pad of paper and multiple pens in case I run out of ink. And I'm just going to take notes like crazy. Yeah, that's that's my plan as well is uh, I'm going to be on a couple panels, but my my main goal there is to learn. And just like I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people learn a lot of stuff from it. Fantastic. Well, Paul, I'm going to let you get back out on the road and and uh, dodge that storm that's heading towards Florida, that Hurricane Irma. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to us about AMCON 
And I really look forward to, Dan and I both look forward to seeing you and all of our 2A friends in Dallas come Friday, September 29th. Yes, ma'am. Looking forward to seeing you there. All right. Thanks again, Paul Lathrop, creator of amcon.org. Get signed up, get over there, and you're going to learn a lot. All right. Now, stick around. We still have an entire hour. We have hour number two coming up of Gun Freedom Radio to talk a little bit more about what's going on. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 